TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Our guest this week is Curtis Reeves, and he is. What exactly is your title? With the do you, have, you, have you come up with a title yet? No, I'm just the director of the C. Clear uh, Center for Innovation and Empowerment. What does C. Clear? Where does the name come from? Um, C. Clear comes from. It means career lifestyles. Um, advancement and empowerment. We we are an empowerment agency. We're going to get to exactly what that means in just a minute. Tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? Where 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 did you where, where what part of town are you from? Well, actually, I I grew up in Braddock. Uh, my parents they owned a grocery store there for over thirty eight years, and so I grew up in a Braddock community. And then later on, we moved to Braddock Hills. And what sort of things were you interested in as a kid? Well, I always was interested in art and photography. And it's just something that it's always stuck with me. And it's my gifting, actually. And um, I've been working as a, a teaching artist, um, you know, us- utilizing photography and video as a medium of expression. What, uh, you, you using video and, and, and in what what roles? Storytelling roles? Storytelling roles as far as giving the youth of the community um, a vehicle of expression, uh, having stories being told, uh, interviewing elders within the community because they are a valuable asset to uh, everyone's community, and uh, just exposing uh, the youth to the the technology medium is is really my goal and mission. You you have been in, and you probably you, you may or may not want to mention the station, but you have been in the news media, uh, for instance. Right? You've been a videographer. Yes. Uh, for 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 TV news. Yes. Uh, for how long now? Uh, I've been working there for ten years right now. I shoot a lot of commercials and uh-huh. things like that. And, um, you know, it's just like my day job. What, what about telling stories is appealing, is appealing to you? Well, I've worked on several personal documentaries. Actually, um, one documentary that I did, it was called John and Sarah. And it was shown at the Heinz History Center where I recreated my ancestors' 1879 log cabin, uh, which was in North Carolina. And I also did video interviews of my family's descendants and actually the descendants of my great-grandmother's slave owner. That could not have been easy. Tell me about the, the research that was involved in a project well, like that. Well, it, it actually took me six years to bring that to fruition. I've done a lot of research at the archives in North Carolina and um, just a lot of gathering of oral histories from my family members and then trying to actually match the information with archival material. Um, it, was, it was quite challenging. Um, also recreating their 1879 house, which was a museum exhibit. <laughs> and actually it uh-huh. was shown at the Senator John Hines History Center in 98. 
And um, it's been on tour to the Chicago Historical Society and various organizations like that. We're talking with Curtis Reeves from the uh, Sea Clear Project, which um, has some work that you're doing right now in the city of McKeesport uh, that we're going to be talking about in just a moment or two. Any place where that John and Sarah film can be seen now? Um, I show it locally, and I'm in the process right now of revamping John and Sarah and making it more virtual. I would like to do a set with, uh, with live actors uh, to recreate their story, so I'm... I'm thinking about doing a projection of the installation now instead of uh, lugging this thing around on an 18-wheeler. <laughs> You're also a teacher, I understand. How long have you been teaching? Oh, I've been teaching since 98. Um, I teach photography and media and uh, photography. I'm also a rostered artist with the state of Pennsylvania, so I can teach photography all over the state. And um, I, I just love it. I just love it. I love to expose kids to uh, new technologies and new mediums and new ways of thinking. And it empowers them to critically think about their world around them. This is, this is a very interesting topic to me because, as you know, I'm a writer. And is this can – you, can you teach someone – how to capture a story, how to tell a story, or is it something that they're born with? I, I think you can teach a person how mm -hmm. to uh, produce a story. Um, you know, I work with kids a lot with um, taking, taking music, for instance. How can we visually interpret music? How can we visually interpret our community? And then once that is done, then they can back into the whole writing process of, of putting their thoughts down and, and, and bringing that all together. Do you find that these kids have stories kind of inside them and they just need the tools to kind of unlock them and, and get them out there? Yes, every everyone has giftings, um, but it's just this untapped per, uh, uh, potential that these kids have that, that really needs to be tapped into and to be brought out to the forefront. Uh, we look at a lot of negative things in the media, and, and but there's a lot of positive things that can come forth from exposing kids to technology and, and, and just having them grow in a different area. One of the things that, that I notice is kids a lot of times are consumers of media, but they don't realize that they can be a producer of that as well, that they don't just have to passively sit there with the iPad or the computer and get what other people tell them. They can put their story out there as well. So tell me what exactly is See Clear. When, when did it start and where did the idea come well, from? Well, my, it's, a, it's a vision that my wife and I have had for probably seven years now. Uh, my wife, her background is corporate America, and she left corporate America to pursue Sea uh, Clear. And so we're blending um, her background as, as far as marketing and sales, along with empowerment. Um, she created the Sea Clear curriculum, which is a whole empowerment tool to bring people out of poverty so they can truly reach their true potential. And, and my, my vision is to 
um, expose children to photography and to technology so they can become entrepreneurs and to grow into um, various positions in life and, um, and, and to make a contribution to the community. There are a lot of great minds, untapped minds in our communities, and it's really time for us to, you know, let them come forth and expose them to their true potential. Technology is almost a buzzword, and I'm wondering if um, people know what that means. What kind of technologies are you talking about? You're talking uh, this e editing software, for instance. You're talking 3D printing. What sort of technologies are you talking about? Well, I, I want to. I want my students to be well-rounded. I want them to know what are the possibilities out there. As far as photography. Um, you know, there are various cameras, there are various techniques, there are various ways of doing photography. There's journalism, there's portraiture, there's editorial. Uh, with video, there's storytelling, there's documentaries, there's commercials. There are a whole plethora of ways for people to create jobs and to create businesses. On the technology side, there are inventions that are untapped uh, within our community. Now, I was uh, reading an article recently. There was a young lady that created, she might be a, maybe 10 or 11 years old, she created a flashlight that ran off the heat that's in your body. And those are the type of ideas that I feel that can come forth within our communities of McKeesport and Duquesne and the Mon Valley. And so I want to empower these younger kids to really expand their thinking, think critical, think innovative, and to come up with ideas and concepts to be a resource for their future. Our guest this morning is Curtis Reeves. He's from the Sea Clear Project, and we're going to find out more about that, but we're going to take a quick 30-second break, and we'll be back with more here. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. TubeCityOnline.com. Our guest is Curtis Reeves from the Sea Clear Project. You have a website. Yes, uh, our website is C-Clear, C-L-E-A-R.org. And it has uh, a lot of information about our organizations and our plans for the future. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had in here uh, Mark Despotakis from Progressive Music, and we had in here somewhere from the uh, Pennsylvania Art, uh, the lobbying group that uh, helps art education in the state of Pennsylvania. And one of the things that came up in that story is, you know, art is not just a fun thing for students to do. Music is not just 
a fun thing for students to do if they're so inclined. It also has a business development mission that whether you're selling tickets or you're building a venue or you're running a venue, there's there's all these different ancillary spin-off businesses and I believe the figure and I don't have it in front of me, but I believe the figure that Mark gave me is that music and art generate something like three hundred and fifteen million dollars a year uh, in Allegheny County alone. It sounds like you were mentioning the same kind of things, that this is not just because, hey, it's nice to learn how to take pictures. Hey, it's fun to learn how to do videography. It's This can be a career path for you. Uh, exactly. And when I think of innovation, I think of kids um, creating something that will pay for their college education, that will lift them up out of poverty, that will empower the other children that are around them. And so it's vital for us to get our kids to really critically think about situations and, and how we can actually, um, you know, in, enlighten our community and empower others. The, the other thing that occurs to me, as you say that, too, is paying for a college education. Whether or not you decide that you want to be a photographer, you want to be a journalist, you want to be a whatever, you might want to go into selling real estate. You might want to go to work in a factory, but you're still going to have to express yourself at some point. If you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you work for Giant Eagle, you're going to have to, at some point, you're going to have to write something down and express yourself. And those are the kind of skills that, if you can get them now, are going to be very valuable later on. Yeah, we are, we are totally trying to uh, plant seeds for our future. And uh, that is the goal of Sea Clear and to empower the whole family as a unit um, because a lot of people have a lot of dreams and, and, and aspirations that they would like to, to do things, but sometimes we're stuck. I've been stuck in the past, and um, I'm just trying to be empowered and to uh, be a resource for folks um, to, to actually be able to live out their true potential. You bought a building in downtown McKeesport here recently, and people are probably calling you nuts. Well, um, I feel that my wife and I, we're, we're taking a stand, and it's time to bring change, and we want to bring positive change. It's We can't do this on our own. We need the community as a whole to buy into this and to actually uh, want to see this actually happen. And um, we have the, the tools and mechanism in place, but uh, without the community, um, you know, things um, are, are not um, as, as good as they can be. And so we want, we want and, and we love partnerships and, and, and organizations um, that are in, in need of support. We're in need of support, so why can't we work together? The building is on Shaw Avenue, and for people who uh, live in the area, it is the building that the uh, R.A. Foster Company used to be, and they moved across the street. Mm -hmm. um, describe the building to me, because it's um, uh, you, you had an open house sort of down there a couple Saturdays ago. It's mm -hmm. kind of a fascinating building. Describe the, the building for folks. Well, uh, the building is a great, it's a great old building. Um, it needs a little TLC, but... Um, we had the Art Institute students come in and do all the interior design work for the space, and they came out with some fabulous drawings and interior design work. 
And we are uh, currently, uh, probably within the next couple weeks, um, initiating uh, a Kickstarter. I shouldn't say Kickstarter, Indiegogo campaign. Uh-huh. It's a similar thing, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Indiegogo campaign um, on trying to raise some resources to actually uh, get the materials that we need to actually um, start the build out on that space. Do you, do you just out of curiosity, do you have any idea how old that building is? I I lifted uh, a lid off of a toilet and I seen 1912. Yeah, it seems like it's probably about right. Sort of, it's a three-story brick building. It's uh, uh, all wood floors and uh, big old heavy plaster lath upstairs, and uh, uh, it reminds you of something out of The Sting or some some old movie. Yes, yes, yes. It's a beautiful building, and and once it's totally refurbished, it's going to be a gem for the community. And um, we're we're just um, thankful to you know have this opportunity to come to McKeesport and try to make a change happen um, there in the community. There, there's sort of an outward facing storefront uh, aspect to this project as well, correct? You're talking about a, a coffee shop, for instance, on the first floor. Yes, uh, the the coffee shop is called Urban Java. And it's actually going to be a youth barista program. Uh, not everyone is into technology, um, but we want to be able to offer folks skills that they can go and gain uh, employment in other places. Uh, management skills, work in customer service, uh, what is needed to actually uh, be an entrepreneur and to to bring this to uh, fruition. And so uh, we hope to offer that program as well. We're, we're talking with Curtis Reeves from the C-Clear Project. The website, once again, c-clear.org. Let's take another very quick break, and we'll be back in 30 seconds with more here on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back, Tube City Online, with Curtis Reeves of the C-Clear Project. Let's recap a little bit. So you've got this three-story building that had been the old uh, R.A. Foster uh, building, um, we think built somewhere around the turn of the 20th century, uh, and you had these students in from Art Institute of Pittsburgh, and approximately how many students did you get involved there? Uh, we had 15 students from the Art Institute, and basically they came, and uh, it was a dead of winter, very cold. I'll bet. And they you kind of gave them a budget? Yeah, we and gave what your the, needs were right. We gave them a budget, and basically they worked some beautiful designs, and they measured the space, and talked about possibilities, and uh, uh, we're just really thankful for what they did because they made a major contribution to the organization as a whole. 
uh, and some fantastic. Um, we, we, I, there were fifteen students. Were there fifteen different plans or fewer than that? Because I, I, I couldn't. I lost track of how many p- different plans they had up on the walls. Yeah, they they paired up in into groups. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many plans were 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 there, but uh, there were several that yeah. were just really, really, really outstanding. And uh, I, I can't wait to uh, actually get started with that. It was the, the amount of energy um, that was down there uh, was really kind of infectious. I, I was, we, we were down there that Saturday, which was, I think, like two, two Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're talking, you know, Shaw Avenue and McKeesport, and here's like 50, 60 people out there uh, talking about ideas. And it was uh, really kind of exciting and kind of in- inspiring. And and see that's the goal of the organization in the space. We we want to become a think tank. We want folks to be able to come uh, to the C Clear Building and actually talk about ideas. And and everyone has ideas from a senior to a young child. And so that is the resource that we want to bring to the community, so we can actually make a change for our community. Now, you have a, a, a partnership that you're working on that I don't know if you're ready to talk about yet, but I'll leave that up to you, um, of some people who are going to come in and actually then do a lot of the work, the cleanup work and, and some of the renovation work. Am I have that correct? Yes, yes. I, I have a, a partnership with Hosanna Industries and also Construction Junction uh, for supplies and materials that are needed. Uh, I'm still in need of volunteers to help us uh, clean out. Uh, some of the things that are in the building. Um, and also, you know, as an organization, we're in need of financial support also. So if you're interested in supporting C-Clear, you can go to our website, c-clear.org. Uh, my email, my phone number is, is on the website. And uh, also we're on Facebook. If you would like to like us on Facebook, that would be greatly appreciated also. And uh, let's communicate. Let's open up some possibilities. Walk me through that building five years from now. What am I? What? What? If everything goes well, and we know sometimes uh, either Murphy or God has other plans, but w- walk me through that building. What's What's on the second floor, for instance, five years from now? Well, the the second floor will be open production space where we can do photography, we can do video. Um, it will be a tech shop where we will have um, 3D printers. Uh, we will have the latest technology available um, to actually for our kids and to experiment with. A, a 3D printer for, and, and I just found out about a 3D printer really was like a year ago. You, you program in, you, you have a program that's something like Photoshop almost, and you sit there and, and you design your, your thing, and then the printers themselves, you can now, I understand, get at Staples or Office Depot. That's how much they've come down. Mm-hmm. And it prints out a plastic, whatever it is that you designed, and it can be um, a trinket like a keychain, or it could be a part for a robot, or it could be a, a, a mount for your camera, or it could be whatever you can think up and the plastic can mold. Is, is what can come out of that 3D printer. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Jay Leno is a prime example. He has a lot of antique cars. He, he utilizes 3D printing uh, for car parts that he can no longer get a hold of. Uh, there was a gentleman that um, printed, he, he was uh, in need of a hand. He, yeah. printed, he printed his hand with a 3D printer. 
And and so there's unlimited possibilities. That's almost Star Trek technology. Very it, much. It, se- so. it seems it seems like until you see it actually work, and you're like, oh, all right, that's what that does. Well, that okay, that makes sense. It's almost like uh, cake icing coming out, but it's plastic instead. Exactly. And so this is the future, and so these are going to be the jobs of the future. And so it's vital for our young children uh, to understand the technology. And to be able to create within that that medium. What uh, what's let's say what's on the on the third floor, for instance? We talked about the second floor is sort of a tech shop. It's it's what they call maker technology. So it's kind of a maker space for people to come up and and get their hands dirty, actually learning how these different things work. What's on the what's on the third the, floor? The the third floor we're having all of the spaces in this building are going to be flex space. If if there is a need of someone in the community that needs to have a meeting, there will be meeting space. We are also planning um, a print shop on that floor and also a dark room. So with our photography, we're going to actually go back to film and teach kids how to expose film and how to develop film and actually um, expose them to various mediums of photography and, and, and silk screening. So silk screening, for instance, they that can has come, come back. I've, I, I work at a college, and our kids are getting into silk screening again. And I was there. They're like, "Have you ever silk screened before?" And I'm like, "Not for 20 years, no." Well, silk screening is big. Everyone wears t-shirts. Yeah. Everyone wears hoodies. Um, all of these types of things can be printed. If you have original design, you can create your own company. You can build an empire. So that's what's available. Our guest this morning is Curtis Reeves from. The Sea Clear Project. Uh, you have not mentioned. You've mentioned your wife, but you've not mentioned her name. Let's let's give her some credit. Yes. Oh, by all means. Yeah. My wife is uh, Tracy Reeves, and without Tracy working with me and guiding me and steering me in the right direction, a lot of these things would not be um, actually in place. And I am just so thankful to have a good wife to work with. We have a couple of minutes. Only have a couple of minutes left. Let's sort of recap here. Sea uh, Clear is an empowerment and education project. It is a nonprofit. Yes. So this is not a business. This is a nonprofit. This is uh, you have a day job, and this is sort of your avocation. Yeah. And you have purchased a building down on Shy Avenue in McKeesport, and are looking to turn it into essentially workshop and training space and classroom space, but uh, also with a with a coffee shop component on the first floor. Yes, and, and it's, it's very important for us. Uh, I know that I'm in the process of, of losing weight. And, uh, <laughs> Aren't so, we all? Yeah, so it's, it's vital to have a healthy alternative in the community, and that's what Urban Java is going to be, a healthy I, you know, alternative. We haven't, we haven't got into that, but I noticed that on some of the plans uh, – that, that people had the, the the proposed menus up and yeah they were they were healthy alternatives they were um, uh, low fat and uh, some vegetarian and some vegan alternatives and yes. stuff like that yeah yeah that it's it's vital it's vital for us to be healthy and and cut back on all the preservatives and things like that and we're also we have a little uh, yard in the back of our space that we're planning on growing our vegetables there for 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 urban Java. We're planning on doing community programming in that space. Uh, we we want to you know bring forth some also some green initiatives, and in the future uh, we have that beautiful flat roof, and we would love to be able to have a garden on our roof. 
And, and in the last sort of 60 seconds uh, that we have, uh, tell us how can people get involved and what kind of help do you need? Um, I, my, my whole thing is, is that, as I said before, it's all about the community and the community coming together. Um, please visit our website, c-clear.org. As I said before, my phone number is on that. I welcome dialogue, conversation, and uh, let's try to make uh, the Mon Valley a change and a destination for, for people outside of the community. What you are talking about here sounds an awful lot to me like uh, what is going on in uh, the city of Pittsburgh, Lawrenceville neighborhood, uh, East Liberty, Point Breeze, uh, those sorts of neighborhoods. This seems like a very similar kind of a project, huh? Yes, very much so. And um, me and Tracy, we're just taking a stand in McKeesport. We believe in McKeesport and we believe in the Mon Valley. And, and we're, we want to bring hope and change there. Our guest this morning has been Curtis Reeves from the Sea Clear Project. You can find out more by going to his website, c-clear.org. Mr. Reeves, thank you so much for coming in to talk with us. Thank you. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.